Woo! All right. It is the CXM Experience. I'm Grad Khan, CXO, Chief Experience Officer at Sprinkler. And today uh, I've got just a quick potpourri. I got two topics I want to talk about. I want to talk about the um, first day in office of President Biden, our newly inaugurated president, and a pretty cool inauguration day. I'll talk about that for a second. And I want a specific thing I'm going to drill down into that I thought was particularly interesting. And then um, I can talk about butter for a minute, which I don't talk about very often, but I love butter. So I'm going to talk about butter for a minute. But first, let me talk about politics, which I don't talk about very often on this show, actually. And and you probably have no idea what my politics are. And, and I, I'm not sure I do either. But let's just say I'm from Canada. And that usually uh, gives people a good, a good sort of idea of where I probably land. Um, but I would say that um, it's been pretty interesting watching the political landscape over the last year. And I think as a, as a former Canadian and um, an American now, right, so I'm a naturalized American now, uh, but I still think I have a slightly outsider perspective on it. I feel I can stand aside from the fray a bit. I, I do find it a little odd about how wound up people get. I find it interesting to watch political theater in the U.S. I've always said that U.S. politics are the best theater out there. It's free and it never stops changing and it's always entertaining to watch. Um, and certainly uh, the last few days, last few weeks have been uh, no shortage of interest and challenges and uh, horror and uh, entertainment. And it was interesting yesterday, I think it was an anticlimactic day on the Trump side, uh, watched his final speech, watched, watched him get on his last Air Force One trip to, um, I think they landed in uh, Palm Beach Airport. And then it was also uh, fascinating to watch the inauguration, uh, calls for unity, which I thought were good, a lot of positivity, which I thought was good. Tiny bit of, and we have to be careful, I think, but tiny bit of, of you know, the nation's in disaster and we need to fix it. I think we need to balance that a tiny bit because if you, if you go too far, you'll alienate the very people you're trying to unify with. But I, I get people were excited, so um, that's kind of how it all went down. Um, so today, you know, I also... Maybe I don't talk about this very often, but I love Twitter. I just, I love Twitter. And there's something about Twitter's sense of recency and just, I don't know, just the, I love watching or reading a story and seeing new tweets come in on it while I'm reading it. It's just such a great sense of community and adventure. And so I was uh, just, you know, on the Twitter homepage today and under what's happening. And there's a trending topic uh, in politics around Diet Coke. And I thought, oh, Diet Coke, that's kind of interesting. My fiance has recently kicked the Diet Coke habit, which was very exciting to watch her go through withdrawal, which is a real thing for Diet Coke withdrawal. It's like a really serious thing. Uh, but she did it. She got through it. And uh, and she's uh, and she tried a Diet Coke recently, and she's like, yuck, which I'm like, yeah. And, uh, and so Diet Coke is now uh, out of the household. But there's this fascinating post. Um, apparently... President Biden has removed the Diet Coke button. So when uh, someone named Tom Newton Dunn uh, interviewed Donald Trump in 2019, uh, they became fascinated by what the little red button did. There's a little red button installed on his desk. And so eventually Trump pressed the red button for them and a butler swiftly, swiftly brought in a Diet Coke on a silver platter. <laughs> It's gone now. So <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. I mean, uh, there's could be some fun stuff coming out in the next few weeks. But 
He had a red button with a presidential seal installed on the resolute desk in the Oval Office that when he pressed it, a butler swiftly brought in a Diet Coke on a silver platter. Um, apparently, he drank 12 Diet Cokes a day. Uh, and uh, But Donald Trump was always very... I, I was surprised to hear this in a way because he had a tweet a few years ago, back in like 2012, I think, uh, where he said, I have never seen a thin person drinking Diet Coke, which I thought was a kind of a shitty thing to say. Uh, but like, why is he drinking Diet Coke? Like, I mean, this guy is such a complex person sometimes. Anyway, um, and in Family Guy, there actually is a whole sort of episode about the Diet Coke button, which everyone thought was a joke. But in fact, uh, obviously, it was real. My favorite tweet um, is... Um, I mean, there's one person that says, I'm going to black out. What do you mean he had a Diet Coke button? But my, my favorite tweet was somebody who just kind of played out a conversation. Emmy Bankston. And Emmy said, uh, I would have paid so much money to get to be in the room for the conversation that I imagine went something like this. Biden. All right. What's next? Staffer. Setting up the oval. Photos are all done. Do you want to keep the Diet Coke button? Biden. Silence. Staffer, silence. Biden, the what in the God's name button? <laughs> Beautiful job by that Emmy there. Uh, anyway, so that's gone. And I, I just think that I'm going to frame this from an experience standpoint because um, who knows how many other buttons we're going to find in the White House. But try to imagine it from Trump's standpoint for a second. So let's just like you – know, you know, he really enjoyed being president. I think he got a real kick out of the fact that he was president. And I think it was unlikely. I don't think he expected it. And uh, and he thought, you know, I'm president of the United States. And I kind of like a Diet Coke when I like a Diet Coke. And uh, I'm not sure, by the way, this is fantastic for the Diet Coke brand. And if you ever wanted a great reason not to drink Diet Coke, this would be it. Um and he's like, I want a Diet Coke when I want a Diet Coke. So am I going to install a button that magically brings me a Diet Coke whenever I want it? That's a hell of an experience. I bet he's missing it right this very second. So good on you, Mr. Trump. Way to maximize the presidential experience. All right, butter. Let's talk about butter for a second. This is all food this time. So um, I lived in Canada for a long time. And then I was uh, stuck in Canada for a long time. And uh, I really wanted to move to the U.S. I tried many times. I was on different visas. I, I actually moved at one point and then had to move back a few months later. And it was just this kind of like life's mission to get to the U.S. And I, I finally achieved that mission in 2006 when I was hired by Microsoft Research and most notably Peter Newpert, who I kind of owe my whole life to. I don't even know what would happen to me if Peter hadn't hired me. Uh, and so, you know, Peter brought me down to the U.S. and I kind of haven't looked back since. And, uh, and I think I owe, I owe the hire decision. Now, Peter hired me, but Sean Nolan, who was my, my partner, he was the one I think who really pushed the trigger on it. And Sean, I love you so much. Um, it just was an amazing, amazing journey. That aside, you know, when I was in Canada, I was, you know, I think about all the reasons I wanted to move to the U.S. And the, the chief reason was opportunity. I wanted the opportunity that the U.S. offered, and I wanted to be able to do the kinds of things in the U.S. that I knew I could do that I really didn't have the ability to do in Canada. I'm not proud of what I did in Canada. 
did some pretty cool stuff. Open Cola was pretty awesome. And we did raise a lot of money, you know, tens of millions of dollars for Open Cola and, you know, did, uh, you know, sort of five other startups that were all very interesting. Points.com, some fascinating work there. I'm very proud of that. Um, but it just, it just, I couldn't get to the, the level that I knew I wanted to play at. And so I fantasized about the U.S. The other thing I fantasized about, in addition to opportunity, was um, Land O'Lakes Butter. <laughs> I don't know why, but we did do a lot of trips to the U.S. And every time I had a chance to have a Land O'Lakes Butter, it, it was just like such good butter. It was so much better than anything I could get in Canada. And I just... And it was just so branded and so American. And I just thought, one day I'm going to go into a supermarket and I'm just going to buy Land O'Lakes butter. You know, I'm just, I'm never, I'm not, I'm just going to buy it right off the shelf. Just, I'm just getting Land O'Lakes butter. And so I moved to the U.S. and uh, on my first day, I, I got a rental car and I kind of randomly drove around Redmond. I was, I didn't know where I was. It was a very strange time for me. I was all alone. And I went to a supermarket, and I went to the back of the supermarket. I went to the dairy aisle. The first thing I put in my cart was a carton of Land O'Lakes butter. And I have been religiously purchasing Land O'Lakes butter ever since. Uh, they've recently come out with a really, really uh, neat uh, version. Uh, so there's a new Land O'Lakes European style. So it's called Land O'Lakes Extra Creamy Super Premium Butter. And it's got a creamier texture and richer flavor, more like kind of a European butter. It's made with fresh sweet cream, and it's churned for our higher milk fat content. And when I say higher milk fat content, if you say, hey, Grad, how, how, how much higher do you think that milk fat content could be? I'd say, well, what would you say if I said it was 70%? And you'd say, wow, that's pretty high, right? No, it's not 70 what if I said it was 75%? You'd say, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not it. Well, how about 80% butterfat content? You'd be like, whoa, like, dude, crazy. And I'd say, that's still not it. 82% butterfat content. It's like basically all butterfat. And uh, it is delicious. Uh, Thanksgiving was all Land of Lakes extra creamy butter, and it was amazing. And I got to say, there's something I get every single time that I pick up a uh, Land of Lakes butter. I get a thrill that harkens me back to those days freezing my buchuklis off in Toronto, trying to figure out how the hell they get down to the U.S. and get into the tech industry in the U.S. And it feels there's some odd sense of like achievement. For me, being able to buy a Land O'Lakes butter anytime I want. It's a way of me reinforcing how hard it was and the sacrifices I had to make to get down here. It was not easy. I had to leave everything behind in Canada. I mean, it was a really challenging prospect and process to do this. Um, but that Land O'Lakes butter, it's like, that's my reward. And, and, and just to kind of bring this full circle kind of think that's maybe what Trump was doing. You know, he's like, I made it all the way to president, which is, you know, reasonably significant. I want a Diet Coke button. And so I'm going to have a Diet Coke button. I got my Land O'Lakes. He's got his Diet Coke. I don't know if I became president, which I can't because I'm not born here. If I became president, maybe I would have a, a Land O'Lakes button on the desk. That'd be cool, right? Anyway, it's all about, you know, and think and as you think about experience and what these things, these two particular stories, it's 
part of experience is creating touchstones that help reinforce things. So as you think about your brand and as you think about the experiences that you're landing with customers, think about how these things may have a bigger importance in their lives than you imagine. I don't think the brand manager at Land of Lakes is thinking, my key target are Canadians who want to come down here, enter the tech industry, and then feel a sense of accomplishment every time they use my product. Like that, They're not thinking that. But I'm not the only person who's got that kind of emotional attachment to Land of Lakes Butter. I guarantee it. So um, I think it's probably enough about butter and Diet Coke, which I think are pretty interesting opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Zero calories to all the calories. Uh, and uh, I'm going to wrap up for today. So for the CXM Experience, I'm Grad Khan, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>